People always ask me what type of marketing we do at the practice to see on average 165 new patients each and every month. And I always say the same thing, reviews. And more importantly, I rank high on Google. You may have heard me talk in the past about how my practice's website and Google search ranking has been the most beneficial element to my practice's growth. Well, I've been happily working with the same marketing person for the past four years, and now you can too. Relevance Online Marketing will take you from non-existence to the top of the pack using the revolutionary approach to SEO and pay-per-click advertising. No contracts, no BS, and only the results that you can take to the bank. So if you are looking for a marketing company that gives your practice the attention and care it deserves, look no further than Relevance Online Marketing. Mention Dental Practice Heroes and get your first month free, risk-free, with absolutely no obligations. Relevance Online Marketing will take your online marketing from zero to hero. Go to RelevanceOnlineMarketing.com and set up a demo today. That's RelevanceOnlineMarketing.com and gear up for some real practice growth. Sometimes you gotta go back to actually move forward. I don't mean all the way back to dental school. Let's face it, that was an awful experience. But when it's all said and done, you still have questions. That's what Paul and Justin are here for. To answer your questions as your dental business mentors. What's up, everybody? Back to another edition of the Dental Business Mentors. I am here, Dr. Paul Edgison, with my homeboy, Dr. Justin Bullard. What's up, Justin? What up, Paul? Doing good, man. Dude. Feeling good? Yeah, it's always good. It's always good when we, <laughs> you know, I was just going to say we have to get together on a Saturday. And I should have said when we get to get together on a Saturday. It's so nice to see you, Justin. It's nice to see you too, brother. Always. <laughs> what do we got today? What's, what's the question? So how to uh, eliminate or avoid stressful scheduling protocols, I guess, is the best way to phrase the question. Yeah. I like this because this is something that I have, I have learned from the School of Hard Knocks that I did years and years and years of running my ass off on roller skates until I actually just dialed it down a little bit and changed the scheduling protocols a little bit and started living a complete better life. I mean, it, it was life-changing for me because when you when you go in an overbooked schedule or a schedule that's not efficiently laid out, it sucks for you as the doctor because you're 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 in like fight or flight mode. You're running around and it sucks for the team as well and it sucks for the morale. Everybody walks in that practice and just has this pit in their stomach like, "Oh my god." And then you walk in, you look at the schedule and you go, "Oh, damn it. It's exactly what I thought. It sucks again." So, for me, I mean, I, I love block scheduling. We've got on dentalbusinessmentor.com, we've got a whole module on block scheduling or template scheduling, people might call it. And, and I just love this way of scheduling because for me, it's like, okay, if my blocks are, if we're running behind, I need bigger blocks or I need less blocks. It's just, it's just plug and play. It's so easy. And I think people will struggle with, well, my team doesn't put it in the right spot. They don't schedule it well. Well, what are your protocols that you're telling them to schedule it? How do they even know? Do they know how long it takes to do certain procedures? So I think it's really important that we go into our practice management system and we go in every single procedure and, you know, those little slashes and dots or slashes and X's that says provider time. And we get a realistic number for the procedure that's attached to the appointment. So the front desk can see what is a reasonable amount of time that this is going to take to do this. Because 
take out the guesswork. Just go in there. I mean, we what do we do? 25 codes, 20, 25 codes the whole time, 90% of the time. I mean, you can input this stuff for 20, 25 codes. It won't take you that long to do. And then see what it kicks out for some appointments. Was it too long? Was it too short? Do I need to adjust these times? And, and then that'll get you a, a starting point to help that you don't get double booked. But then like you don't like where people are putting things. Well, tell them where you want it to be put. Put the block in the schedule. We have major blocks. Those are for bigger procedures, crowns, endo. We have minor blocks. Those are for smaller procedures, fillings, you know, single tooth extractions. We actually put implants in there because well, but implants can go anywhere. I, I'm, I'm going out on a tangent. But anyway, this is all in that module. But I think, you know, if we're having trouble and we're running behind, we need to do something. And I always think about when I, I would do ortho on Monday nights. Now I do it on Tuesday nights, but I did it on Monday nights for like the longest time. And we would do 30 minute ortho slots and we would run three or four columns of that. And it was bananas. I mean, we were just running around like crazy. And what we did is we just said, okay, let's change these to 40 minutes and we're going to see four less patients tonight. I think, I don't remember what the exact number was. It was maybe four. And it was just like night and day that 10 minutes, adding 10 minutes to every appointment made everything. Everybody was happy. Everybody came in happy and we left happy and we said, man, that was a great smooth flowing day. Why the hell did we wait so long to make that change? So I think you got to get intentional about your schedule. And a lot of us just don't. We're just kind of like putting things where they fit and letting all this flexibility. And, and my solution is to get less flexible, is to get more stringent. This is what time we do these procedures. We can't do it then. I'm sorry, you can't come in at 410. You have to come at 350 or 430. That's when I had my ACL surgery, they said, you come Tuesday at 1030. I said, cool. I didn't say, well, you got any nighttime hours or... I'm busy on Tuesdays. No, I'm like, shit, okay, I'm getting this done and this is what time they do it, no problem. Too much flexibility is a recipe for disaster on a schedule, but you can't, you gotta have some protocols. And for me, that's block scheduling, that's template scheduling. And that works out very well for my office. It's worked out really well for all my coaching clients. And I I don't think I found anybody that has went to that type of scheduling that said, yeah, that kind of sucked, we went with something else. I mean, once you get there, you're like, dude, this is great. Production's great, the day flows well. Everything, everything aligns when you, when you take the time to actually template out your schedule. And that's different for every practice management system. I'm speaking of Open Dental, which for my experience is much better for doing this than EagleSoft and Dentrix, but you can do it in EagleSoft and Dentrix as well. There's just not as much flexibility for how you create them, but that would be my solution. And, and, and I would stress that if you're having these type of schedules, you're going to lose people. You're going to have a crappy feeling with everyone on your team. And it's something that you really need to focus on. It's foundational to the way your practice runs and the way your practice feels. So it's, it's an important avenue to kind of walk down and see what you can do. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, get the schedule in order. And Paul's given you a, a bunch of tips there and a strategy to, to utilize. I do think that if you're trying to maximize the productivity in your, in your schedule, that Oftentimes, you're going to find you're doing same-day treatment. Even if you've planned everything well, like you've talked about, Paul, that's like step one, right? You have to have that in place. And then you need to identify same-day treatment opportunities in your schedule. And those, if your goal is to maximize efficiency and productivity in a day, and that's a great value add for patients. So I see most of the, the productive offices or most of the practices that are very good at even if they're booking out some way, they have cancellations. They need, or they they can add a thousand dollars a day to the schedule. And they oftentimes do that through same day treatment. So I find that to be a source of stress, but quite frankly, it's just something you're going to have to tolerate. You know, if you, if you want that added productivity, you got to put up with that extra little bit of stress. And typically it's just, 
if you can communicate well with the team in the morning, how to identify where it's going to go and identify the bottleneck in advance. Well, that's helpful. The ones on the spot are the ones that generate the greatest source of stress. And the reality is your team just needs to understand that you also have their back, right? You have to turn over an operatory and help them with that versus going to sit with your feet up on the desk in the back waiting for the net, you know, that's a different story. Like if they're hustling out there and you want that added productivity, then you can reduce stress for everyone by just saying, Hey, is there anything I can do to help? Right. But overall it comes down to scheduling. Well, I would advise everyone to do same day treatment. I would advise you to to set up a system in your practice so it can happen relatively stress-free, but you know, you also have to be able to tolerate that. You have to be a little flexible with it. It's dental treatment, right? Not everything works out exactly as planned. You're not always on time. So, you know, that's just part of the game. Yeah, that's, I always say this with my team. It's not a drag trip, guys. It's not a drag race. Drag trip, drag race. Is I mean, did I say yeah, that, that, sounds, that sounds right. It's called a drag trip, isn't it? Yeah, I, would, I think so. Yeah, it's definitely called just a drag, drag racing happens on a strip. On a strip. Okay, yeah, I feel like when I said drag <laughs> strip, I started like these ideas of like a bachelorette party started popping in, in my head, you know, like. Yeah, we're going to the drag strip. Correct us if we're wrong. So a drag strip is different than a drag strip club. So I'm just going to say drag strip. All right. Yeah. I digress. It's not a drag strip. You know, you know, where there's turns, there's, there's, there's things that we need to maneuver. It's not going to be smooth sailing all the time. And I say this all the time to my team. And they, this is one of those things that they probably make fun of me behind my back. And I'm totally comfortable with that. But I, I think there's another thing too, is that there's a certain point that the day is full. I'm sorry, the day is full. Now, I'm not saying like, and I think we should always see an emergency patient, but you know, I really want to come in before this. I really want to come in before this vacation. I want to do this. There is a certain point where it's like, we just can't do it unless we stay after or we come early. And if that's an option at your practice, sometimes we're trying to accommodate patients and we just need to learn how to say no better. We just got to say no. It just, it just doesn't work with our schedule. And I like to say, like my team will say, well, I thought we're patient focused. I thought we're doing this. When we have an overbooked schedule, we are not taking care of any single, any person on that schedule is getting, is not getting taken care of. We are stressed out. We're not doing our best work. We're hurrying. Not only is everybody on, on the schedule not getting the best care possible, the people on the team are more stressed out than they need to be as well. So when you say no to that one patient to upset them, you now have granted the yes to everybody that's already on your schedule. So I think there's got to be a certain point where it's okay to say no and say this day is full and then we'll let you know if something opens up, we'll give you a call, but I'm sorry, we can't see you that day. Yeah. And, and teach their own like that, that works for, for some folks and it'll help reduce your stress and just draw a line in the sand, right? Set some rules. Rules are good to have. They create that freedom for you. So you don't have to make those decisions again, right? This is our hard rule. So I like that. My mindset's always been like, you know, especially at like end of year, or if you have like, insurance plans that are, you know, let's say going to roll over in, in, in the new year, et cetera, or their minimums, you know, are, are now fully available, et cetera. Oftentimes we see patients trying to get in and it's for all that, you know, crown and bridge work or whatever else it may be at the end of the, the end of the year. So we do squeeze them in, we accommodate them, you know, we know in advance that that's probably going to be the case to some extent. We generally start to understand what time of year it is because we do send out reminders about insurance and stuff to patients. So I would say like, yeah, go for the productivity because you never know. Like you look at your productivity overall, the end of a quarter, you know, or the end of a year, you want it to be, you know, maximized. And so, you if you take all those opportunities to accommodate people, they're pleased. You get the job done, and you you improve your productivity or practice. But to your point, Paul, if everyone's suffering, then it's not worth doing that. Suffering, the suffering of a dental practice. There's yeah, <laughs> there's there's so much suffering in our in our dental practices. There's. 
I'll just touch on one more point is that, yeah, with my block schedules, the day can be full. That's it. Do we squeeze people in? Yeah. I, I mean, I'm no, I was notorious for starting an endo. We'll just start it and get you out of pain. And then we're like, well, I got to go do this filling. You want me to come back? And then I'm like, we're, we're, we're halfway done. We might as well just finish the damn thing. You know, oh, I'm going to yeah. close it up. I'll come operate in two weeks. And then before I know it, my team's like, you just did a whole molar endo and we didn't have any time. I'm like, yeah, but they were cool with like sitting there waiting with the rubber dam on. And it's all about communicating to the patients. And, but yeah, my team would, they, they did not like that I did that, but. <laughs> they, um, I still have both of my assistants I've had for like over 10 years and they don't hate me that much, I guess. But yeah, that's, I used to do that all the time because I, this is, I'll talk about another thing that I always say. I say, when's the best time to do this? And they go, Oh, now that's another thing. They probably make fun of me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the power yeah, of man. now, the power of now, Dr. Etch, you're such yeah. a D bag. All right, cool. Info at dentalbusinessmentor.com. Check out dentalbusinessmentor.com. So many videos, so much knowledge. And you could just look at these videos and implement in your practice and start seeing results immediately. So I don't know why you wouldn't spend the time. There's no risk, no obligation, no contract. So check that out, $179 a month. And until next time, we'll talk to you then.